You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. 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 It's me. Oh my god, it's you. What is up? Oh, in nothing. Just me in my hood, li- literally. Yeah. Literally. I got a hood too, baby. Oh, yeah, we, we in the hood. I got a neck. I got a neck on mine though, so it kind of looked like a foreskin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, though? I mean, yeah, I can see this. I can see the similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just, just peeking out there. <laughs> Bad. I hate it. And then when I unzip it, <laughs> don't forget to wash under it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how are you? Oh, man, I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm a bit sicko, but that's okay. Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to live. You are going to make it and you're taking care of yourself? TCB. Question Taking mark? care of business. Myself. Walk being the business. Overdrive, baby. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Every, every day. Every day. Yeah. Love mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Well, anything else new? Like what you've been reading or whatever? Oh, I've been reading because I've been sicko. So I've been, I've finished the love hypothesis. Wow, that was quick. Mm-hmm. Girl, that was quick. I feel accomplished though. It's because I couldn't sleep last night. So nice. And was it good? I, like it was like worth reading, I guess. It was good. But it was spicy in parts. <gasps> and Ashley recommended it to you, so she must be spicy. <laughs> was it like Verity spicy, like biting the headboard spicy, or worse? Or it better, was, I don't know. It would it wasn't that because Verity was also had the creep factor of that she was doing the same thing his wife was doing. Yeah, too. that's weird. Yeah. It was more of like an innocent love like they were in love Aww. but they detailed the like love butt making stuff? like butt no but oh, okay no but stuff. <laughs> okay, okay okay just fight i get it i get it let's just say i know all about her vagina oh wow is it a male author or a female author i think it's a female author oh that's good then at least it's accurate yeah. <laughs> yes yeah it's like know. oh okay i just was like i'll just gloss this over skip skip <laughs> A vagina is a vagina is a vagina. I mean, I mean, I know all about it. I know all about (laughs) this characters. If you need to know more, I can give you the details. Cool, cool, cool. Are you reading anything else? Did you start a new book? Oh, then I started the guest list. The guest list by that Lisa Foley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I listened to the wedding on the island. Mm -hmm. The wedding on the island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm only a few chapters in. To that one, it's a big one. It's a long one. Yeah, I Isn't didn't that like realize a 10 that. hour one or something? Yeah, I didn't realize Ricky? that until I pressed start. And then you know me, I can't not finish it. But it's Commit. not bad. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. And and then also I'm rereading in quotations anxious people, but I'm listening to it. Hell yeah. What's the narrator like? Is it the same one that did Bear Town? <clears throat> yeah. Or it is, Us Against yeah. You? Oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yes, it is. Sick. I am reading The Night She Disappeared by Lisa Jewell. 
Ooh, another Lisa my Jewel. Boss, yes, my boss and I decided to check out another one of her books to see mm-hmm. if they're all fucking weird or if it was just that one. And, and the consensus is? I don't know. So far, I don't know. So far, okay. I don't know. That's all I can say right now. Okay, okay. I'm feeling very lost. It's got one of those like jumpy back and forth timelines, mm. but not mm-hmm. like not like wrong place, wrong time. It's like right. just like jumping between years that are very close to one another. So you're like, wait, who, what, where, when, you know? No, no, I don't like that. I don't like it. No, I don't like that. I don't think that would be good for you right now because it would be hard on the brain because I'm constantly like trying to compute about the timeline. What? Who? <laughs> you're Why? that meme with the math? <laughs> yeah that is me right now exactly so yeah we'll see and my boss just got puppy so i'm feeling that she might be um a little occupied it's a friggin bernadoodle oh my god i'm dead cute she she showed it on the meeting and everybody made fun of me because i was literally crying literally it was so oh my gosh Oh my god, I would cry too, I think, if I saw I had that to puppy. Ex- yeah, I had to explain. I'm like, you know how some people get like this about babies? Like, the puppy is like a baby to me. Like, I'm like mm-hmm. feeling yeah. emotional and maternal for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, So, I think Martin is home. Hi, Marty! Or somebody. Somebody's home, I don't know who. My door's unlocked, maybe they'll come in. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise intruder. Hi, imagine I just want to say hello. Like, say goodbye. Like an, an Amazon guy come behind me and he's like, oh, I think I got a package for you. <laughs> My package for you. Just <laughs> And then the screen goes blank. <laughs> he's just windmilling Call over there. One if that happens, okay? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. You want to anyway. talk about this book that's already made me cry twice? Yeah, I do. Also, I've been wanting to talk to you about it because I've been so into this book that I keep thinking there's been a storm. Like, I keep wanting to say to people, like, so that storm. That storm. Do you know what I mean? And then it's been so windy here the last, like, two nights, and I'm like, it's Baritown. Yes, I was literally walking Ruby this morning and it got like all dark and the water was all like super wavy and it looked like a storm was coming. And I'm like, oh, another storm? I'm like, wait. <laughs> wait a second. We don't oh, live in Bear I Town. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, let's talk about wait, this. wait, wait, Bye. wait. What? We haven't talked about your amazing reading setup. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many fucking people messaged me for those Amazon links? Not even kidding. Not even kidding. I had to ma- I had to make a note that had them together so that I could just copy and paste it when people asked. Not even kidding. Last night. Amazing. Well, okay, 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 okay. I'll just tell it real quick. So Paint what I got what I got, I think it's called like a goose neck or something, but it hooks onto the side of my bed and holds my book out for me, Wally style, like the people in the, you know, mm-hmm. but it's sick. And because then I can be snug as a bug in a rug and not have to move my book and I can just fall asleep because I don't have to worry about sleeping on my book or anything. Not that I did before, but it's just more ideal. Um, And then I got the clicker too, the page yes. turner. So it's just like primo. However, oh, and Ashley sent me that setup. Like, she sent me the gooseneck thing, and she was like, I think you need this. And I was like, well, <laughs> damn it. I just ordered it. So there's that. 
However, last night I did the coolest thing because you know when you want to lie on your back, but like Mm -hmm. your arms would get tired holding up a book? Yes. I just put it over my face and I just lied there. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making a call to Marty. He needs to take a picture of that, please. Oh my it God. was literally the best thing. It was the coolest thing. I was like, this is amazing. I I don't know like what people do with real books now. Like useless. <laughs> I am dying useless. laughing right now. This uh, is I want to see so a picture of, so of you actually doing that, but from somebody else's perspective. I can like, paint the picture for you. Picture me, Ruby lying beside me on my okay. shoulder. Me. Right, I've yes. got two big pillows. My head is buried mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. Buried back. Okay. I am blanket pulled up to mm-hmm. my chin. My arms are underneath with my clicker crossed like I'm in a in a, a little mummy. You're a, a cave. Mummy. A coffin. A co- coffin. A coffin. A sarcophagus. <laughs> New a coffin. I'm like this. All snug as a bug. Bowie's down at my feet sleeping on them because that's what she likes to do fucking hate it but it is what it is at this point because she's very old turning pages reading books turning pages reading books yes i love that for you anyway yeah so get the gooseneck bitches she needs the support yeah i don't use it during the day i mean i have but like i just take my book to the couch during the day like a regular fucking person i'm not a weirdo (laughs) i don't relocate this (laughs) <laughs> okay well if that's the only thing anyway, that doesn't make you a weirdo links, hit me up she's got them links <laughs> we won't talk about the I second toothbrush for when you're in a rush but anyways oh my god uh... stop it stop it right now <laughs> i told marty about that and he thought i was weird too so <laughs> i don't want to bring it up i don't want to talk about it with the whole world <laughs> <laughs> okay then let's talk about this book <laughs> This week we're reading chapters 21 to 25 of The Wieners, The Winners. 21 to 25? 21 to 25. <laughs> one. <laughs> chapters 1 to 25. Sorry, we're my bad. We're starting it. We're starting it. Yeah. And you had you guys had two weeks to read it. So some people might be even further than us. True. But hopefully they don't give no spoilers. Because if they do, no spoilers. Out. I'll kick them out. All right, so I got to start with the dedication because I got a little teary-eyed when I read it. To you who talk too much and sing too loud and cry too often and love something in life more than you should. I remember when I was in my 20s and I was like going through it and I found some quote about how like feeling things isn't a weakness, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember how inspired that made me feel because for so long I felt like I felt too much and that I was the problem. Mm -hmm. But you're not the problem. No, Frederick Boston sees us. I know, sees you right into your soul. Okay, so chapter one. It's short, short and sweet. I'm just going to spit it out. Everyone who knew Benji knew he wasn't the type to get a happy ending. So fuck you, Frederick, right off the bat. Um, you don't hear stories of old men about people like Benji. They die young and violently. So double fuck you, Frederick. Um, and then I made a little note that said this is already heartbreakingly sad. So cool. Thank you for chapter one. Thanks. 
Thanks, chapter one. You're really painting the picture here for <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <clears throat> okay. So, chapter two. Um, Frederick Bachman does his amazing, like, recap, essentially. Like, his writing is just chef's kiss. There's a lot amazing. of, like, recapping happen- happening, too, but it's not, like, repetitive. No, no. You know I mean? It's just, like, painting the picture, which mm-hmm. I love. I just mm-hmm. love his writing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, We start off saying that Sorry, he starts off by saying that the story shouldn't be so long to tell, um, but it starts here and ends in less than two weeks time. Um, So we kind of have a timeline of how long the span is. Um, And people are, he's kind of likening like what can happen in two weeks, but he's saying like in a hockey town, everything could happen in two weeks. Um, Because I feel like time moves fast and slow kind of in bear town. Yeah, it's interesting this story starts off two years ago though when maya and benji moved away if you want to understand bear town um, you need to understand how connection works um, and everything and everyone is tied to everything and everyone else and that's what makes bear towns like i don't know what am i trying to say community? ecosystem <laughs> community oh, yeah. there you go yeah. ecosystem <laughs> um, um and of course this makes them all stick together and survive but it also makes them commit terrible crimes against each other of course he recaps what kind of happened um with kevin and maya um everyone is still like feeling ashamed but they can't forget and move on of course then those actions lead to like the politics and the money aspect which was in kind of like the last book um and like the summer and spring of betrayal from us against you we find out that the two men from the head team or head like pack people they ended up in jail for like oh yeah um, for the bearskin yeah yeah exactly um yeah the bed and then um after that though because they the pack lost vidar they've kind of called like some sort of truce which they've been like working on for the past two years but it seems like every day forward it becomes more and more fragile um so then we find out that maya had moved to the capital city um and she's in music college and benji just left in the dark one day and he finds himself at the bottom of bottles pretty much every day Benji, um, baby, come I on. Know, I know, I know. Um, when they left Beartown, the club was on the brink of collapse and bankruptcy. That's when Peter resigned. And um, there was the talk of Beartown shutting down. But of course, that Richard T.U. Dick <laughs> saves the day. And <laughs> Zach Hell and Bobo have been had put together and had been coaching a new A-team that has been like, shooting bear town up and like really supporting the community which is Bobo's um, the assistant coach <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> of course Amit is the best player in the whole district and people are wondering if maybe he's even the best player in the country um but then he was um unfortunately injured at the end of the last season um they feel like the green town is on the way up and the red team is on the de- or the red town is on the decline um we and i love when they do this he said put it right in there where are the winners i love mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. he's everybody in the town 
feels this immense pressure that they're still not doing and like they're not um it's not just enough to do well um Mm -hmm. they need to like go through hell to get to it essentially soon Maya will be singing about bear town and how it all started with a storm so there we go um it's going to be the worst storm of a generation so that's ominous um even though everybody knows it's coming, it still arrives and attacks their homes and towns and their forest. And then that chapter ends off with one young man trying to drive through this storm to the Hied hospital with his pregnant wife who's in labor. And then a tree falls, she's thrown, and no one hears them. Yikes. Correct. Um, something I just wanted to ask you about really quick that I didn't realize. So later on, we find a little bit more about Ama and his supposed injury. But Frederick says that oftentimes in hockey, they don't disclose injuries so that Mm -hmm. when they get back on the ice, it can't be like targeted as a weakness. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that actually a thing? Yeah, usually they'll just say like upper body injury, lower body injury. Sometimes they'll say like what it is if it was obvious in the game that they got injured. Like say if a puck hit Uh... them in the knee, like you would see like, well, obviously it's a knee injury. Um, Uh... Sometimes they'll disclose it, but usually like with really like elite players, they'll like just say um, be more vague kind of thing. I had no idea. Like that's a strategy in and of itself, (laughs) disclosing Mm -hmm. someone's injury. I had no idea. I would never have known. All right. So the storm is heading head to. It is Beartown and head in this together. We meet Tess, who's 17, Tobias, who's 15, Ted, who's 13, and Tour? 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 Yeah. Sorry, right, we don't up. have the. We didn't read the list, <laughs> listen to the audiobook of this one. Sorry. <laughs> we only know Hied. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, and their mother is a midwife and their father is a fireman. It, it seems the mother, Hannah, she, it, it says all throughout it, she's married to an idiot who is Johnny, which is their dad, the fireman. And we find out at first I thought that Johnny physically abused Hannah. There That's was like what a I was weird, thinking too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like a weird remark to her bruises, but I'm wondering if perhaps that was not meant to be the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they seem to have a very good love story. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I was I didn't a little wanna... confused mm-hmm. at the, their first like inter- introduction. Yes. Yes. I didn't want to not mention that, but I also don't think that it's as important as I thought it was initially like I I don't Mm. necessarily think there's abuse in the relationship I think it was just worded weirdly but who knows I mean you do have to think that like this was translated from Swedish so true yes I'm sure but who knows anyway um we find out that Johnny was a hockey player and he was quite aggressive as a hockey player Although he doesn't play hockey anymore, he, he's now a fighter, firefighter, which Frederick compares to be similar roles. Um, he's committed to he had hockey t- the head the head hockey team and takes their failures personally, um, and that he always acts tough. So one time Johnny went off to help fight a forest fire in a neighboring city, um, and when he returned, he slept with the children for days before Hannah got to have her husband back. This upset her, and she ends up breaking a vase, which she glues back together, sort of as, like, their relationship is so interesting. Like, they hate and love each other. Mm-hmm. She never wants to let him 
go, but she knows that she has to because that's his calling, right? To help other people. Mm-hmm. And hers is too, mm-hmm. which we do see. Yeah. Um, She's mad because it wasn't his fire to fight, but he still went. I think that kind of shows his character, despite feeling like he was an abusive husband, IDK. Um, it really just sounds like she feels betrayed and hurt um, by the worry of losing him like that. That's very hard for her. I wonder if that's what she's like accounting to like the quote unquote abuse is that yeah. she's being emotionally like she's not ready to let him go, but knows that she needs to kind of. Thing. Yeah, maybe. I literally thought that there was a, there was a comment about her having bruises. So that's what I maybe it was more supposed to be more figuratively, maybe metaphorically. Yeah, bruises of the heart of the hurt maybe um so hannah's upset because she knows that the storm will take johnny away uh it sounds like that they are very opposite people but they love each other very much which is very much like peter and kira too Mm -hmm. um quote he's the sort of person who runs toward a fire no hesitation no questions he just runs people like that are rare but you know who you are when you see them so although she hates that he leaves her, she also respects him for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back to Anna. Hello, Anna. She is 18 Hi. now. And she's limping because <laughs> a boy in her martial arts class told her girls couldn't kick properly. So she cracked his ribs with a kick and kneed him in the head. So she got a little limp over that. And she knocked him As out. As she would. As she would. <laughs> Typical Anna fashion. Typical love that. Anna. Yeah, love that too. Um, Anna could sense the storm. She knew it was coming before anybody else. She knew it was coming in the morning. She's the hunter's daughter. So, of course, um, she's prepared. She's been doing the wood and whatever. Um, Her dad is drunk again, and she thinks that he'll probably sleep through the storm. The phone starts to ring, but Anna ignores it, um, and her dad doesn't wake up. So she keeps ignoring it until someone arrives at the door. And then we're back to Johnny and Hannah. And Johnny tells Hannah that he's a lumberjack and that he'll be clearing a path of fallen trees off the road, not fighting fire. Um, After 20 years, like I've said, they're still very much in love. She says, we help those we can. This is like their little thing when they both have difficult days. We help those we can after one of them has had some sort of loss. The difference is that he loses, he mostly loses like adults where she loses people um, in the worst moments which is the first seconds of life which is very sad mm-hmm. um his phone rings and everyone is ready for johnny to have to leave however it takes them a while to realize that it's actually hannah's phone that is ringing um and she is packing a bag within 30 seconds of the phone call <laughs> benji will be woken up with a bang the head his hangover will be disorienting and it's the day after the storm. Um, but he won't know that because he doesn't know what's going on um, in back in Beartown. Um, he is honestly surprised that he's still alive. Um, and then there's more banging and then his phone rings. We find out that Benji's been traveling since he left Beartown um, until he found towns that didn't have any um, hockey clubs in them, which is interesting. And I understandable. I feel, I just feel for Benji so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He 
intentionally got lost um and the chaos of that sets him free like he's never thought about going back it's like not having any responsibilities is his jam right yeah exactly um on the phone though it is audrey and she wishes that she could be there with her brother to tell him this news and all we hear from benji's side is that they're dead question mark um and then he like picks up his bag and he's like gotta go by the way by random person who's sleeping i'm sleeping in a bed with by see ya gotta go home where are you going gotta go home (laughs) yeah what (laughs) tomorrow benji and anna will be back in Beartown to event to attend a funeral. So Johnny follows Hannah as she collects all of her shit. She tells him that a young couple from north of Beartown are expecting and headed for the hospital and he had there's been an accident and the ambulance can't get to them. The best bet for the baby would be if a midwife who isn't on duty could get to them even if she has to walk. And of course, Hannah was like, I'm fucking doing it. Um he wants someone to go with Hannah, but she says never both on the same plane and he feels powerless because he knows that he cannot be the one to go with her um before johnny leaves she reminds him of so before johnny leaves each time for a fire hannah always reminds him of something that's like like a stupid task that he has to do the next day so that i just thought this was so funny Mm -hmm. so that there's never a good boy goodbye he always has to come home like Mm -hmm. don't forget there's dinner with your mother tomorrow or whatever so johnny wants to do this for hannah but all he can think of to say is i'm going to have sex with you tomorrow (laughs) they better come back come back now you hear (laughs) come back now you hear i gotta have sex with you tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) i laughed at that was a good one i laughed out loud a few times and also yeah. cried out loud yeah yeah i would laugh you cried out loud like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think i actually exclaimed at one point and went no yeah okay so anna can't understand why this crazy woman from hied is at the door she knows because she- hannah's wearing a red jacket mm. no um- no red jackets <laughs> in bear town <laughs> Hannah explains that her husband told her that if there's anyone that can take her out into the woods right now, it's Anna's dad. Hannah pushes herself inside and ends up seeing Anna's dad. She apologizes because immediately she understands and she goes to leave. Anna chases her outside and asks her where she's going. She's also driving this, like, shit van that Anna's like, what a stupid, idiotic choice. Like, this woman is absolutely insane. I have no idea what she's doing. Like, she's just, like over what is happening yeah Yeah. and then i wrote this down i thought i just i loved it quote but it's probably mostly the fact that the woman looks crazy in exactly the same way that everyone always says anna looks crazy so it's like they're kindred spirits these two Mm -hmm. even though one's Mm -hmm. from hied and one's from vertem Mm -hmm. um Anna ends up getting Hannah in her dad's truck and they're chatting a little bit. It seems as if they are very similar humans. Um, Hannah explains where they need to go and Anna starts off. She knows exactly what she's doing. Um, Hannah asks if she's even old enough to have a driver's license. And Anna says, yes, I'm old enough to have a driver's license. And that's when Hannah realizes that Anna does not have a driver's license, even though she's old enough to have one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm old enough to have one doesn't mean I have one. I love that. Love. Like 
love avoiding a question like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what you asked me. You asked if I was old enough to have one. I am. I, ans- I answered your question. <laughs> what more do you want from me? So we meet a new character. Hey, who, who is it? Okay. We're meeting 14 year old Mateo. Hi, what Mateo. is his deal? No. What is his deal? What's his deal? Yeah, I, don't I don't like know. him. He's like a shark circling the waters. Oh, okay. okay. I'm getting bad vibes from him. Okay. Tell me you aren't. The gun cap? I... Yeah, true. That is, yeah, mm. true. Mm. Um, He's not important to the story yet, mm. but Frederick. he's, mm-hmm. He's the kind of person that people don't notice. He's been left alone. His parents are like gone to get his sister is what they keep saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the power's out because of the storm, obviously. He is scared to be home by himself when the power is out. Um, so he gets on his bike in the middle of a storm. Smart. <laughs> um, while he's on his bike, he's Hello, kind smart. of just like, yeah, honestly. Um, he's thinking... Um, if he would be strange in other places that isn't bear town because he's not obsessed with hockey. Um, and then all of a sudden a vehicle is coming at him so fast and the head blind, uh, the headlights are blinding. He starts skidding. He braces for impact. And then there's nothing. He wonders if he's dead. And then he realizes that the people in the car, the girl and the midwife, they keep driving like nothing happened because they never saw him. But soon, nobody will forget his name. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like, this is going to sound really insensitive, but I'm getting like school shooter vibes from this guy. Like I'm sus on him. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. love it. Hopefully I'm no. wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. The older we get, the more experience we gain, not necessarily wisdom. And that is true for Bear Town. So Anna has grown up in this forest. She thought that she could find her way around in a blindfold, but the storm is really testing her. Um, Hannah is the type to talk when she's nervous and observe this and says that she is too. Um, But Anna isn't talking and Hannah can't stop talking. So an interesting little Mm -hmm. symbolism there. Um, Anna comments on Hannah's jacket uh she says that they're a piece of shit team they have a little bit of an argument hannah's like my kids play on that team and she's like i'm sorry you let your kids play on such a shitty team (laughs) which i love like i love anna (laughs) (laughs) me too um there was like a note about amit going to the u.s to play Mm, in the nhl mm -hmm. but then that didn't happen um apparently he never got drafted drafted and that he's injured so that's like a big old q q mark what's going on there what's going on there um anna ends up finding the gap in the woods that she was looking for and she pulls in she ends up bringing them to the couple and hannah can't believe that she knows where she's going um they end up getting to the woman the man is really annoyed that they aren't paramedics which is annoying um yeah. he's a painter hannah asks him what he does and she's like so when i need like painting advice i'll ask you but right now i'm the midwife so i'll take care Shut of the wife <laughs> yeah <laughs> um hannah tells anna to talk to the woman but she really doesn't do a good job about it because she starts talking about how her husband is worried that she's gonna die um and that her boyfriend died so just 
not really reading the room on that one, but like that's not Hannah's claim to fame or Anna's claim to fame. So no, yeah, <laughs> can't blame her, right? <laughs> She'll find you in the woods. She's not going to talk you down. No. Um, Donnie is waiting by the window, and the kids are huddled asleep by him. And- and this is the first time he's experienced what his wife feels all the time. So a little bit of a role reversal there. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. The baby, yes. The Hannah knows something is wrong. The baby comes out and cries. And Hannah asks Anna how close she can get the truck. Um, they end up getting in there. She knows that they need to go to the hospital immediately. Um, at some point, Anna punches the painter in the face because he's like, grabbed hannah because he was angry and you can already tell that anna's protective of hannah right mm-hmm. like she's like mm-hmm. oh hell no Mm-mm. and it doesn't seem like anna knows her strength this is mm. like something that seems to be a pattern we keep seeing that she doesn't True. quite know her strength because she like there was that point where maya was like anna bruised me but she didn't even realize that she did by like punching yeah. her in the arm or whatever. True. Um. So as soon as they leave, a tree falls on the car, which is super coincidental and kind of gave me the chills, even though it's just a fictional book. But I was like, oh, fuck. Heebie-jeebies. And the woman says on the ride over to the hospital, the woman says she's sorry to Anna about her boyfriend. Um, The man asks how he died. As she speeds through the darkness, she tells him that he died in a car accident. And they also uh, ask what his name was, and she tells them that it was Vidar. Maya's in the big city, and she's on her. Who? She's in the big city. Hey, flashing lights. Whoa. Sorry. Maybe she um, COVID. R.I.P. Okay. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Um. So Maya's in the city. She's on her way to a party. She has no clue what's going on in Beartown. And she tells herself that she's allowed to have fun and feel happy. So mm-hmm. se- seems like she's trying to work on that. Um, people back in Beartown think that she moved away to grow up, but she doesn't want to be grown up yet. She's trying to reclaim the childhood that Kevin took from her, which is Oh, my hurt. Yeah, my hurt. She's wondering where home is, and that's kind of like through her parts is kind of like one of those threads that he weaves through is like where mm-hmm. is home. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Kira has a few moments like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, "Quote in the city, she can be something that she's done. So like she can be a reflection of her actions, yes. exactly. But back in Beartown, she's just something that happened to her." So that's really, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, She is cutting through a park on her way to this party and their car almost hit her. And I think the license plate said like SDS or something like that. And it reminds her of Anna and how much she misses her, but she doesn't realize that there's somebody following her. Maya is one of the only people in her class that got in on raw talent alone. This makes her feel insecure and then angry that the people who are just rich can do get in and do whatever they want, essentially. Welcome um, to the world. Yes, ah. exactly. <laughs> um, 
so SDS is shoot, dig, silence. And this was akin to the wolves in Beartown. So you're supposed to report the wolves to like the authorities or the government, but nobody does because nobody in Beartown wants the government in their town, essentially, like mm-hmm. outside forces, the police, extra extra people like that. So Anna's dad was always the one who was called to um, shoot, dig silence the wolves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and maya sort of felt like that's what they were trying to do to her Mm -hmm. yes yeah Mm -hmm. maya learned yes and she only learned this slowly and she only got to the shoot and dig part of it she never Mm -hmm. was silent which Mm -hmm. i love about maya Mm-hmm. Um. Then she finally realizes the man, and I'm like, "Hello, don't walk through a park by yourself." But anyways, we shouldn't. It's be... like one of those things where she was trying to reclaim her like yes. independence, mm-hmm. and she was like so proud of herself that she didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I hated this mm-hmm. part. I hated this fucking part I know. so much. <laughs> I know. Um. So then she's like super beating up on herself she's like of all the people who should know better um it's me and she feels like she hasn't changed at all then this is like really breaking her down at this moment she only has time to think of her mom and that to wish and to wish that she was home Mm -hmm. oh the rest doesn't happen yet (laughs) i'm like waiting for you to keep talking about it (laughs) not yet all right i wrote down this um quote Falling in love with the place and falling in love with the person are related adventures. And I just fucking love that. And you know what? That actually reminded me a lot about moving home because I love being here mm-hmm. after so many years trying to trick myself that I didn't. And how when I finally moved home, I found Marty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Falling in love with the place mm-hmm. and falling in love with the person. I just liked that. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Not that anybody fucking cares. Kira I do. It's is cute. at her office. <laughs> Kira is at her office in head alone. She sent everyone home because of the storm. Um, she can see that Peter is unhappy at this new job with her. She has a psychologist, which I'm very thrilled about. However, she is not utilizing her psychologist no. properly. Mm-mm. Um, because she's been having panic attacks again and all she wants from the psychologist is to fix the panic attacks and she thinks that that can just be done instantly (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what is just because i'm reading anxious people zara from anxious people is kind of along the same lines she just wants the sleeping pills so she can sleep that's all she wants frederick has someone in his life who's like that or Mm -hmm. perhaps maybe he was like that true because when we saw him live it did sound like his therapist was not necessarily recent, but like more of a recent mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. True, true. Interesting, true. interesting. I really hope she opens up to her psychologist, though. I, really I hope, hope so too. Progresses, but like who mm-hmm. knows? Anyway, um, her psychologist has told her that she always returns to the idea that she's a bad mother, which we talked about in Us Against You, because that is literally her mo. Um, she's feeling guilty that peter isn't happy anymore she's just taking on everybody else's emotions like personally she's also not she's also paying for her psychologist with cash because she doesn't want peter to know which is just like stop that stop it stop it right now stop. it's the red flags i see it's them the all. red flags. yes um 
back to Anna. She's driving as if everything will be her fault if something goes wrong. They get to the hospital. The baby is fine. Hannah comes out to find Anna still waiting in the truck. They have a little chat. Hannah tells Anna that she's the type to run towards fire, which gave me a little warm heart. Mm -hmm. It's like her husband and it's like her too. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if Anna's going to be a midwife. I wonder. I did you wonder that too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was that wondering so if this. Cute. Yeah, I was wondering if they would like have more of a storyline, like trying to like bring the two towns together. Yeah. Or like, I think she'll become a firefighter or something. Like she's gonna mm-hmm. do like a like mm-hmm. a good thing. Although her her knowledge of the forest would be wasted, but not necessarily. Anyway, no. I digress. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Her dad, Anna's dad, is still passed out when she gets home, just as she thought he would be. Anna never tells anybody what happened that night. She just kind of keeps it to herself. And the couple named, I cried, the couple named the baby Vidar. (laughs) I cried. That was the part where I was like, (laughs) I have a crying emoji because I was like, no. (laughs) I can't. Vidar. So cute. Maya, so we're back with Maya, and she's trying to vacate the park as quickly as possible, but not too quick to cause alarm from the person behind her. GTFO, um, GTFO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've all been there, I think. Yeah. Um, she's tried to become somebody else that nothing has happened to, um, so mm-hmm. much so that her classmates have said literally said to her like that week or this semester or something like that that it's been two years and we hardly know anything about you mm-hmm. and she Ugh. thinks that it's too much for them to understand because they're still children which is interesting um she feels like she's almost changed and she feels like she's changed almost too much so much so that she decided to take a stupid shortcut through the park um she's starting to panic and she reaches into her bag and drops her phone um and at this point she feels like the man is taking an opportunity um to come close to her but what she was really reaching for was her knife um and in the moment of crisis she finds her true self and starts remembering kevin and kind of has like a bit of a ptsd flashback um, and she also wonders if he is still running on the track where she left him um, two years ago when she held the shotgun to his head. And she hopes that he is. Um, we find out, though, that um, Ramona gave her the knife because they won't let you walk around with a shotgun in the, the capital city. Oh, um, Ramona. And then... Um, Maya kind of comes back to when she hears like, wait, 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 wait. And she realizes that it's not a man, but it's a 13 year old girl asking if she can walk with Maya. So she's literally about to stab her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, The girl feels kind of scared because some kids were tormenting her and stole her phone and asks Maya where she can get a knife. Um, and she tells her that she can get one from a witch in the forest, but also mm-hmm. you don't don't get a knife. You don't 
like shouldn't need one at your age mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um she's of course this incident's like made everything flood back to her everything that she's trying to forget um she's trying to call anna but there's no answer so she's kind of like texting her pick up i need you and then she knows that she's going to feel like a real ass in the morning when she finds out what was going on in Beartown. Mateo has never felt like this is his home. When he flew off his bike, he landed on his arm and it's hella sore now. He's probably fucked it up somehow. He's annoyed that they didn't see him and decides to give back to the town what it gives to him. Hmm. He gets disoriented and ends up in the heights. From here, he can see someone down um, at the arena trying to take down the Beartown flags. His chain has come off of his bike and he's too sore to fix it. And he thinks that all anyone cares about in this town is flags, a.k.a. hockey. So we find out that the roof of the Hied Arena collapses in this storm. And then we also start finding out a little bit more of the politics that has been happening. We find out that all the money has been now funneled to Beartown rather than Hied. Um, yeah, so like there's sneaky shit going on around there. Um, and it was Tails that is trying to save the flag. Um This storm, though, will spark a new battle, and it's one for resources, so that is not good. Um, Not good. Not good. And and it's going to... My life. (laughs) (laughs) My life. My life. Okay. (laughs) um this new battle is going to end in violence eek so we find out well we already kind of know this that tails is a bit crooked but he's also saved bear town hockey um of course ramona never misses an opportunity to tell him how stupid he is but he would never she would never talk about him behind his back because without him places like bear town don't survive um but of course he is an idiot and he's stuck outside in the storm trying to save these goddamn flags dummy dummy dum 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 all right mateo cuts through a neighborhood and passes by peter's house he sees peter rise and look out the window but doesn't like peter doesn't do anything so he mateo's like fucking classic um he also makes a note that he thinks that Peter looks older now, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we also just find out that no one knows who Mateo is. Just He's a lonely a boy. Living in a lonely world. <laughs> he took a midnight bike ride in the storm. Like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love that. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ten out of ten. My next show will be next week. <laughs> Watch out, Maya. Caitlin's coming for you and your career. Fuck. <laughs> coming for your career. Fuck. Don't quit my day job. Okay, so Peter mostly just feels sorry about himself now. He doesn't regret st- stepping away from hockey, but he does at the same time. So he's kind of just like floating along. It seems like he has nothing to ground him. Um, but then 
he feels a bit butthurt because the team is doing better since he left anyways and it has that would suck <laughs> that would really suck yeah yeah it would <laughs> um Maya decides that she's going to dip on the party and goes to the bar alone instead because she's having a bit of a panic attack, which is not a great idea to do. Um, Peter just feels like he's um, annoyed, like everybody's annoyed by him. Leo's annoyed by him. Um, Kira is annoyed by him. And like Maya doesn't really stay in touch by the sounds of it, at least not with Peter. Um, he's watching the storm and he knows that they won't be safe here. He's looking at photos of their three, looking at photos of their three children kind of helps him. This is kind of the only thing, um, that kind of like keeps him going by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, and it it reminds him of a time that they were skating all together as a family, um then we go back to maya she wants to throw her wine at the bros that just came into the bar um and then she realizes like all boys are kind of the same so she's kind of in that like just hate hate men kind of a spot which is understandable yeah Um, i think so mm -hmm. um maya then also thinks about the time that she was skating with the family um and so she's kind of thinking and then the boys are like hello like don't be so miserable put a smile on your face which i fucking hate um and then the bartender and also maya end up being annoyed by them and they turn up the volume on the hockey game which is amazing yeah because they're like Uh, where's the soccer or whatever uh yeah where is it um she then remembers a time with um her dad when they were when her dad was remembering isaac um and then also kevin um he mistaked isaac Um, or or kevin for isaac called kevin isaac um this part's awkward yeah yeah it was and it was sad it was just like at that moment that was the first time somebody talked about kevin and how the praise it was coming from her dad and it was heartbreaking for Maya and now looking back on it it's even which made her decision to come forward probably super obviously hard Mm -hmm. as we knew from Mm -hmm. Beartown Mm -hmm. um and then we kind of end off that chapter with the boys at the bar moving closer to Maya losers Mm -hmm. back with fucking Mateo so he tries to get into the bearskin but the power's gone out and Ramona doesn't hear him knocking the door is locked it's like the storm is in full force and she's mm-hmm. kind of just like well it is what it is like she's not being Hold a dick part. she just doesn't hear mm-hmm. him yeah um people don't seem to like mateo's family because they think that they're quote odd um his parents are still not home he really doesn't want to go home to a house with no hydro so what does he do what anybody would do he breaks into the older couple next door's basement And he spends the night down there in their spare room and listens to them talk upstairs. He finds a casual B and B, B and E, B and S, B and sleep. He's like, this is a B and sleep. That's a B and sleep. (laughs) Oh my god! And he finds their gun cabinet, but he doesn't manage to open it. And then Frederick says, "Not tonight. Not tonight, Matteo." Okay. 
Um, Peter's struggling with hockey um, and that it gave him everything and now it gives him absolutely nothing. He's wondering, I think Maya had made a comment like you should talk to a psychologist and then this is kind of like a little thing that he keeps thinking about himself. Um, What would I even say to a psychologist that he misses the um, emotion and now he's waiting for nothing question mark um we find out that sometimes he stops by the bearskin on his way home from work um and he's reflecting on how he lifted kevin up um and then everything that happened to his children after that is all his fault um and that's kind of a thing i think fatima also feels that way too because she also says a little thing like everything that happens to Amma is my fault yes everybody takes the blame for stuff that mm-hmm. everybody needs a therapist in this book yes <laughs> do they not have any in bear town like come on. <laughs> they gotta go to Hied, <laughs> i guess and they won't do it <laughs> um so maya's a little bit wasted in the bar um and then she's wondering if she's actually like singing out loud or if she's thinking this she's um missing her mom and she's missing home um she is surprised by two of her classmates that come into the bar and wonder where she had been and then she notices that there's a storm warning for bear town on the tv um and then this kind of like sparks some angry pushing from Maya and the lame bro dudes um and now she knows that her classmates know who she really is um Peta and Peta Peta Peter Peta. and Kira are growing apart again she lets mm-hmm. him know she's on her way home he regrets not saying i love you Maya is trying to find out more about the storm but can't get a hold of anybody so then when the Leo can get a charge on his phone. Leo sees um, that she had called. He calls her back and is the one to tell her. And Maya just says, what do you mean dead? Um, And then right then and there, she books a ticket and thinks of her dad the whole way home. This whole time you're like thinking who's going to die because he's setting up like literally everybody's going to fucking die. I know. Literally everybody. (laughs) Hey. Kira's new office is in an old train station in Hed, as we already said. The power goes off. She knows that she's got to leave and wonders if she should want to get home to Peter. Like, she's like, eh, I don't really want to get. And she knows that that's kind of not really great. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks about the time that Peter went to see Maya and sent her a photo of the car and asked her if she thought that he could park there and that i think that just illustrated how much everybody relies on her like even from a distance peter thought that kira would be able to judge 30 feet or whatever and she's mm-hmm. like these people like holy shit that would mm-hmm. be exhausting to have people constantly like mm-hmm. depending on you for like random shit right um she doesn't want to tell peter about the state of the company's financial problems which is a little bit awkward doesn't really seem like no anybody knows and she's sort of shouldering this one on her own which hot tip don't do that no no (laughs) no um we find out that she maybe intentionally unintentionally intentionally chose an office in head and not bear town 
to bring Peter further away from hockey. And he really doesn't love that the office is in head, obviously. Um, at one point, Tails and his little businessmen crew came to see Kira about the office in head, saying it didn't look good. Um, he shows her a building in Beartown that's owned by the council and says that she could relocate and that there's also plans for an office center that they are planning to build. So after she could go there, um, he tells her that he's gotten her a deal on the rent at the place in Beartown. Kira considers it for a second because the rent is almost half of what she's currently planning, paying and financial troubles. Um, she asks what they want in return because Kira knows men like Tails. And he suggests that the amount that Tails had managed to talk down the, from the landlord could be donated monthly to the ba- Beartown hockey team. <laughs> of course it could, Tails. Of always, course. Yeah, always an ulterior motive with him. Um, there's an old man with Tails and he speaks up and says that they're going to shut down head hockey and that Beartown is on the rise. And that not even Peter knows this. Um, And we also find out that Peter really isn't doing much at the law firm. It kind of sounds like Kira has to make up tasks and stuff for him to do. So that sucks. Like, no wonder he's not fucking happy. Mm -hmm. This was weird. Kira has a dream. She falls asleep on her office floor. And Peter comes to the office and says he walked and cuddles with her but when she wakes up she realizes that he was never there um and then i just have a note here without any context that says a woman is dead ramona question mark question mark question mark <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. and i'm mm. guessing that's because that's what you said but because we then... finally got word that it was a woman but then the next chapter starts off fatima will be in a ditch in less than an hour excuse me (laughs) um she's at the rink cleaning um it's just her and the caretaker they have a special relationship um because they're both good at keeping quiet and they see everything and hear everything um he's been the caretaker has been there ever since Peter started playing hockey um, and him and Peter helped Amit along the way. Um, Everybody's shocked by Amit's reclusiveness and no one knows what's going on. So that has just sparked a lot of rumors. Um, And those rumors are that he gave up on Beartown to focus on getting drafted. um, But those closest know that that's not true at all. Um, But what everyone wants to know is why didn't Amit get drafted and why is he not signed with Beartown um, hockey for this season? Um, And then they finally hear knocking outside and realize that it's tails and the caretaker is just like, I told you that those flags were way too big. Um, but then they realize that they're kind of like a sign of hope for the community. But the next time that they put them up, they'll only be flown at half mast. And then this fucking chapter says word travels fast in Beartown. That Ramona's pub says everything about this hockey town. We also find out that the bear skin is in a basement, which I did not picture in my brain. So mm-hmm. I was a little thrown by that one. Mm hmm. 
the storm is so bad that Ramona is smoking inside, and that's why she doesn't see. How did you say it? Mateo? No. Oh, Fatima. 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 I always want to say Fatima. And she doesn't say, see Fatima leaving the ice rink and wait for the bus to only give up and start walking home. And she also didn't notice Mateo or else she would have let him in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She, Mateo, she's a nice woman. She just looks she's like a, a witch. She's a nice woman. She just looks like a witch and acts like a witch, but she's got a good mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. So on her way home, sorry, this is Fatima. She's worried for Amit. Um, and she's wondering if it's his leg or his heart that's broken. Um, she insists on taking the bus home. Um, but it never comes and she would rather die than ask tails for help. Hmm. All he cares about is if Amit can play or not. Hmm. Um, she knows she shouldn't stop walking, but she's in so much pain. Um, so she stops and she's reflecting on Amit and she knows that the only way that he was ever going to make it anywhere was to be the best. Um, and there's nothing heavier than that. And, um, the only thing that is, is Beartown's prejudices, against them and then expectations so she knew that bear town thought they owned Amit as kind of a commodity more than just a person they don't really care about him as a person um she realizes she needs to start moving again and then she falls off falls into the ditch and drifts off um Fatima gets a lot of um, mansplaining to her about how to quote unquote fix Amit. Um, And she tries to start moving again and she can barely hear Amit over the wind. She barely recognizes him. He's plump and smells like alcohol, but the caretaker had called Amit when he realizes the bus buses aren't running. (laughs) Everybody loves everybody, kind of. Okay. When the bearskin was rebuilt, Ramona didn't bother putting up a sign again because everyone knew where it was and what it was. Kind of like what I just said. Ramona isn't welcoming or pleasant, but her heart is in the right place, and the bearskin is the exact same. We hear about Holger again, which was her husband, who she says Mm -hmm. left her. She never says that he died Mm -hmm. because she's so mad that he died um and she never forgave him for dying first he always wanted her to stop smoking but she never did obviously there are days she wondered how she could carry on especially after holder had died one day ramona raised the prices at the bar and everyone was pissed except timu was happy about this and when she asked him why he said because that meant that she was thinking about the future because after Vidar died, Timu and Ramona couldn't find any meaning to the next day. The only thing that kept them moving forward was hockey. Um, because Timu and Vidar were like her children, were like her sons. Mm-hmm. I must have missed something here because I still don't understand how this happened. But I guess Ramona closes up the bar and she goes to bed and she wears her clothes so that whoever finds her doesn't have to see her indecent and then she fucking dies Mm -hmm. 
I didn't understand either. I was like, does she know she was going to die or does she do this every night? Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's like ready to die every night. <laughs> Maybe. So she's just yeah. like, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't know if I missed something or what, but she mm-hmm. dies. Mm. Fuck. I know. I literally went, no, not Ramona. Even though you called it, I was like, no. Not Ramona. I didn't want it to be true. I didn't want it to be true. I was kind of hoping that it would be Mateo. <laughs> Bye. Nice to meet you. See you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you for five minutes. Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay. The most unbearable b- thing about death is that time doesn't care. After the storm, the sun still rises. Um, and Ramona would always say that we're all connected around here. And that's why everything stopped when she died. Mm. Timu is the one who finds her. Um, He was gone when the storm hit because Ramona didn't let him do his buying and selling here. Um, And he had called on his way there to check on her and knew that something was wrong when she didn't answer. So he turned back and drove all night to the bear skinned because their bond is just a man. (laughs) It hurts my heart. Sorry. Um, he finds her there, um, and he's a little sad, but at the same time, he like starts laughing. I think that that's kind of everybody responds to death mm-hmm. differently, but mm-hmm. he's just like kind of start laughing and like say hi to that little shit for me and Holger. Um, he doesn't know what to do in this moment, and he's never not known what to do um he decides to call peter and let him know that he's weekend at bernie's her and he um (laughs) ramona is in the car with him right now (laughs) and she's dead (laughs) he tries to think of the most adult adult that he can think of anything to peter and then tells (laughs) tells him that she's in the car Um, so she's dead, but I have her with me. But it was kind of cute because he's like, I didn't want to leave her all alone. Like, it was yes. just, and yes. he yes. Admits, yes. admits to Peter that he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And Peter tells him to wait there and that he's on his way. Um, and that's the first time that anyone's ever said that I'll come to you kind of thing, like come and get you. Um, then we go to Benji. Benji sounds like he's haggard. He's pretty much been drunk for two years. Um, And then he starts thinking about time machines. It sounds like he has like reoccurring dreams about them. Um, And he knows that if a time machine did exist, they would come back to this moment and stop him from what he's about to do next, which is what the heck? <laughs> um we're back with leo um i don't know if we've actually been with him yet but he feels immense joy when the power is back on um and he is counting down to his parents divorce and of course Uh. his first thought is how will he like cart his computer back and forth between their two houses preteens baby priorities mm-hmm. love them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he knows at this point that somebody is dead but he doesn't know who um Maya... which is bizarre because i would be waiting with my ear against the wall i know. trying to hear everything mm-hmm. Hello. or i just go phone. and be like who died 
Hello, who died? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he's happy that Maya is coming home. And da, 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 da. oh, but then we find out that Mateo and him play like the same computer game or something like that. And then we're like noticing how complete opposite they are. Um, and in the game, Mateo kills Leo and he feels happy in that moment because he was able to take down somebody who has way more than he does. Um, but he is not happy that his sister is coming home. Um, so back at weekend at Bernie's with Peter and um, Timu, and they have a heart to heart about Ramona, which is really sweet. And they kind of just reflect on how amazing a woman they are, or she was. Um, and then they don't know what to talk about. So then they start talking about hockey, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Classic. Benji is looking pretty worse for wear at the airport. Um, Ramona probably would have said that Benji did not have the dog in him. He had nothing left but demons. So Benji is going fucking through it. Um, Anna calls Maya over and over. Maya finally answers the video call that Anna will only call Maya on. Like That's what she insists. And she's on the toilet. (laughs) She's on the toilet, on the train. Anna's eating chips. She's like, oh, are you doing a poo? <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, yeah, I just it is. That. It's hilarious. Um, Maya ends up asking Anna to play the guitar for her. So she does. It's very cute and like kind of a throwback to their relationship. Um, Maya isn't sure if she's grieving because she's feeling sad or because she's feeling nostalgic for going back to Beartown. Um, and she also wonders about Benji, which is interesting. So Benji stopped at a bar on the way to the airport and he got into a fight with four guys because they were making fun of his tattoo and long hair. Eep, he lost, but he still did it. Um, Benji still loves Kevin and hates the fact that he does that would be very complicated Mm -hmm. um again it brings up their they were childhood friends like Mm -hmm. they spent they were inseparable Inseparable, like the bestest of friends from when they were so small till when they were 16 and to not like neither of them really knew each other when you think about it but Mm -hmm. for benji like what a betrayal he genuinely loved like he was in love with kevin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like uh, it's just so complicated And, of course, classic Beartown, Benji feels responsible for what Kevin did to Maya because if he wonders if he hadn't have gotten jealous with the way that Kevin was looking at Maya and hadn't have left the party and had have stayed, perhaps everything would have remained the same. He thinks that he would have traded not being out for having remained on the hockey team with Kevin and having everything sort of, you know, play out that way, which is very interesting. Um... Benji has been searching for a Kevin replacement ever since he lost him to no avail. The power is out, and so Leo is having lunch with his mom. She obviously loves this. Mateo crawls into the neighbor's basement again like a fucking creep. He still can't get into the gun cabinet. He doesn't want his sister to come home. We find out that two of everything is what Ramona used to say. Two funerals. Two brothers waiting their sisters. Two sisters coming home, one by train and one in an urn. Hmm. 
Who the so, fuck is Mateo's sister? I, yeah, that's what I'm interested to know. And why is she dead in an urn? And they're a religious family. I don't know if I forgot to mention that. So there's like mm-hmm. something weird going on. God fearing people. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So fucking Tails is already licking his chops for Ramona's empty committee seat. What a dick. Yeah. Um, so we find out that some people have lost everything that they like own in the storm. That's how bad it was. But we know all this will start and end with politics. So Tails meet calls a meeting for a crisis plan at the supermarket, which is a bad idea. Um, of course, Tails speaks the most. Um, and he offers that he had can train and practice here in Beartown. Um, so we need to think of the children and clear the roads to the rink first. I never thought of Tails as a bad character until this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just... I, I think that he's always been kind of crooked, but there's always been like a redeeming factor of him that has always yeah. been like put forward by Frederick. But like now you're like seeing the other side of the like the greedy side of him. Yeah. Well, and I guess, though, too, Peter was always there as well. And Peter mm-hmm. and Tails were mm-hmm. childhood friends. So now that Peter's not there, it's like he's just fucking going to town. Mm hmm. hate that for them all right chapter 25 baby thanks for sticking with us for like seven thousand hours this is a long ass book okay get used to it it. strap yeah get used to it because this is our podcast and your ears and i edited down my stuff (laughs) i did too i only took a quarter inch notes okay ahmed is going for a run and Fatima is so excited to see this, but doesn't say anything because she doesn't want to like. Me too. Me too. Me yeah, too. I love that. I love that. Uh, anxiety and alcohol have put on some pounds for him, but the running feels good. Everyone says he has talent, but they didn't realize or what they don't realize is how hard he had to work to get to where he was. So it's almost as if the town is just like, oh, that Ahmed, he's such talent. But Ahmed's like. I trained for two hours every morning mm-hmm. and two hours every night after everybody. Like, I bled my hands dry to be the mm-hmm. best. All right. The Undertaker is shocked that they have Ramona in the car. <laughs> and this is adorable, but Peter takes the blame for it. He's like, I didn't know what to do, which is just so lovely because what a mm-hmm. what an interesting dynamic between, between Team U and Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Um. They look at quotes to have engraved on her headstone and they find one that says, one day you will be one of the people who lived long ago. And they decide that that's very Ramona. They also found some other ones and like joked about using those because she would have hated them so much. She'd hate that. Let's put it on. <laughs> yeah, she'd hate it. She'd hate it. Let's do it. Um, the Undertaker asks when they'd like the funeral to be and they say this Sunday um, they say that it can't be next Sunday because elk hunting season starts and it can't be the following one because hockey season starts. So it has to be this coming Sunday. The man says that there's already a funeral booked for that day. Um, but they like, sorry, don't care. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter and team you are joking with each other. It's very cute. They're getting on kind of like teasing one another. Ahmet thinks about how. Sune used to say 
quote, the only day you can influence is today. And so he pushes himself harder and harder while he's on this run. Quote, in just a few months, everyone went from talking about what Ahmed had given the town to what he owed it. So I feel like that's like the perfect summarization of mm. what's going on with Ahmed. And even Fatima sort of touched on that too when mm-hmm. you were talking. That they feel like they own him. I just yeah, hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Timu asked Peter for help with all the quote grown-up stuff, which is so cute. Mm-hmm. Team Timu calls him Mr. Perfect and he asks what that means. Um, he tells him that Ramona used to say that he was the reason why we dream impossible dreams in Beartown. He says that he he says that because he was the best, and Peter says second best. And Timu sees this kind of dynamic. Mm. And Peter doesn't know that everything in Beartown has started shifting in the wrong direction. Uh-oh. Not so, good. So, I don't know what's going on. But Mateo's going to fuck some shit up. Mateo's going to yes. fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. I don't like the thought, but now that you say the like kind of school shooting vibe, I feel like that Mateo, that might be kind of the way... Or, like, maybe somebody stops him. I don't know, but... Um, Oh, my God. Is this what's going to happen to Benji? He's going to try to stop it? Maybe. Because I'm fairly fucking certain Benji's going to die. But it's going to be, like, in a heroic way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm already fucking pissed. Fuck. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week or whatever. Like, fuck, whatever. I'm already <laughs> pissed off. Okay. Goodbye. Garbage. Garbage. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye.